you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. This is your daily NBA Best Bets episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Glad to have you with us. Joined by AC Analytics Capper, Albert Wynn. AC, how you doing on a Monday night? Uh, I lost it, man. I was on the Eagles. I, I laid the points there and uh, Washington looked strong. Honestly, the Eagles defense looked really rough. Yeah, weird outlier game uh, for the Eagles who obviously have had. I mean, well, you know, the Eagles have given up some points. Here and there, I guess it's not all that surprising. Uh, but we'll try and get you back on track with some NBA bets. Also joining me, Jay Money. You can find him on Twitter. Jay Money is money. Jay, how you doing, man? You're in the process of moving. Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Um, I couldn't wait to get to the new spot. We're here now, so now it's time to, to get some cash. All right. <laughs> uh, as we always do, we're going to list our best bets for the episode, then we'll go back and do the cap on them. Uh, let's start with Jay. Jay, what are your best bets for Tuesday? If I had one single best bet, uh, that's going to be Pelicans full game, but I'm also on the Nets first half as well. So two for me, but the best is definitely Pelicans. Okay. AC, what do you got for me? Yeah, I'm going to ride New Orleans. They're back home. Pelicans money line is minus 115 against the Grizzlies. Desmond Bain is questionable for tomorrow. Okay. All right. I like it. Uh, I thought about that one. I am on Mavericks minus seven, and I am with Jay, only I'm taking the full game. Nets plus two. And that's on the money line. Those are my two best bets for sides on Tuesday. All right, let's start with Jay. So let's start with your cap on the Pels, and then we'll go to AC and we'll wrap it up. So why do you like this spot? Why do you like the angle? What do you like? What do you like about this game for the Pelicans facing the Grizzlies? Yeah, I actually love the Pelicans here quite a bit. This is their third straight home game. They've lost the last three games versus the Grizzlies as well. Um, this You could argue this is the best Pelicans team that the Grizzlies have sh- uh, seen in years past, and the Grizzlies are dropping off a little bit as well. I know that Bain is doubtful in this game. They might get Triple J back, which I actually think that's going to be good for the Pelicans. You want to fade a team when they get one of their star players back. Um, obviously, it'll be pretty rusty as well, but Pelicans – with three-time events, they've lost the last three versus Memphis in blowout fashion. And just on the line functionality as well, past couple games were minus seven and a half and minus eight. 
for the Grizzlies. Now you got the Pelicans open up here as the favorite. The line is all over them. I actually like the Pelicans to, to get a big win in here, win by double digits. I'm all over the Pelicans. thought this was interesting. The uh, Pels open minus one in this game. And then the early, it's early when we record this, but the tickets and money are both coming in on Memphis. And we got a reverse line move for Pelicans minus two. It's moved a full point towards the Pels. Uh, AC, what do you like about the matchup? Yeah, I said earlier, I like the money line. I like the points as well. I think it's a great spot for the Pelicans at home. Um, we talked about in this on a previous pod, Matt, but I think the most important player for the Grizzlies is not John Morant, it's Desmond Bain. I think his versatility on defense and the, his ability to stretch the floor is really important for that team because they're an up-and-down team and they need someone that can shoot threes, and that's Desmond Bain. So I do like the Pelicans. They only made eight threes in their previous game. This is something that Jay taught me. They also have a rest advantage tomorrow. I think it's only their third game in six nights, whereas the Memphis Grizzlies have one day uh, less rest. So I think that the fresher team, the more healthy team, is going to be the Pelicans tomorrow night. So we can debate kind of like what the home court advantage should be for both of these teams. I've kind of settled on, on flipping four and a half on, on standard. I think you can... And there's a couple of teams I think that you have to exaggerate a little bit more by a couple of points, honestly, based off of how good their home court is. Memphis is maybe one of those that you can consider that. But if we do the four and a half, this only comes out to uh, – this basically makes it close to a pick them on neutral. You know, Grizz minus two, two and a half in Memphis. And that's not going to sound right based off of where these teams have been at in win totals. It's not going to sound right based off of – where these two teams have been at in terms of the hype around them, or even based off of record. I don't mind this though, because honestly, I, I continue to believe that the Grizzlies are a little bit of a paper tiger. I think that they're not as good as a record versus I'm doing a video series for Wednesday. You can catch on green dot daily and on the NBA bet stream. Cause we're doing it. We're doing the um, Pelicans bulls that night. And I, I've been doing a lot of deep dives on the Pelicans they're good. Like this team is much better than the record kind of indicates. And so I think there's a good chance mm-hmm. that they're able to come out uh, on top here. Like if, if we just cap it as the, I think the Pelicans are the better team, which I, I kind of lean towards. I think that there's probably a reason to go ahead and get there. I'm staying away. My regular season non-adjusted number here is a pick them. Uh, even with home court kind of factored in because the Pels don't get much of a home court uh, based off of my projections. And then if I do it on the adjusted power rating based off of preseason and then kind of manually adjusted throughout the season. Uh, I've got Pelicans minus 1.8 here on a number of factors. It's not enough to get me to, to take a side. I guess my only concern is Memphis tends to show up for these big time spots. And I want Memphis whenever they're a big favorite. So I can fade them in those kind of situations. I'm a little bit worried just about the Pelicans and how often they can get in their way. Like I think, like two months from now, I'm going to want the Pelicans in this spot. I'm a little yeah. worried that maybe they're not there yet, but I understand why both of you are on it. Jay, let's go to your other pick and let's talk about Nets first half. So I love the Nets here and I'll talk about why in a second, but I want to know what you like about the first half for the Nets here. Yeah, so the Nets, um, they've been they've been coming out hot. Now I kind of throw out the last game versus the Lakers. There yeah. is a little funky game on Sunday. It was a back to back. You look at before that, they were six and one against the spread in their last seven first half. So they've been coming out hot. Um, obviously without Kyrie, they've really found a groove. I do think that Simmons, he's questionable here. I think he'll probably suit up after sitting out the last game. Claxton is probably here. So they got their they uh they they have an array of guys here, and I think that they can match up well uh, versus the Kings here. Matt, I like the full game here as 
well. My only thing was I didn't want them to kind of run out of gas on the East Coast, but I definitely think they win this game. Uh, this should be a first half. This could be a trifecta spot for the Nets, but I really like them first half as the main play, and I'll probably end up betting a full game as well. I think they get this win, then probably run out of gas uh, in Portland over there in their last uh, last game of the road trip. So Nets first half, um, basically before the last game, they were 6-1 and one against the spread last in the first half. Yeah, I talk about this a lot where you can bet the number – the spot, or the team. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. I think the spot is not great for the Nets because they've been on the West Coast for the for a duration on this road trip. I think this team matchup is a little difficult. I'm going to be on Sabonis props because we're seeing big men that can do multiple things. They tear up this Nets defense like that's their weak point is they have real trouble with these dynamic bigs. You saw it with Anthony Davis like that's been their weak point. Their winning stretch. They were playing teams specifically don't have those types of players. Sabonis should absolutely rip them to pieces. However, uh, the last factor is the number. And to me, there's just too much value here. I've got this. Nets minus two in sack. Like that's just where my numbers come out to. Um, based off of adjusted power rating, I've moved the Kings up at six and six. I've adjusted a lot for the Nets. A, a lot of his, my numbers all kind of indicate the Nets are undervalued right now. Um, I, I tore them to pieces in the early season. They were a joke. They were laughable. Certain people aren't playing currently. And it kind of <laughs> seems like without certain people, they might be able to play a more serious brand of basketball like a professional basketball team when certain people aren't available. So uh, I love the Nets in this spot. I think they win this game outright. I'm willing to go ahead and back it. So I'm going to go ahead and put the full, the full unit play on the plus two. I'll grab the points. I'll do a half unit on the money line. Uh, I'll go ahead and go, go that far on it. I just, I feel like they're the, they're the right side here and it not being the last game of the home of, of the road trip is probably promising. I'm I'll look at maybe to fade them when they get back. That's always a good spot to fade teams. So it's based pretty much solely on the number, but I can't get there. And if you say like, well, the warrior, the Kings just beat the warriors. Do you think the warriors right now are better or worse than the nets? I kind of got to tell you, I think the nets are better than the warriors right now, especially on the road. Like I, I don't know what to do. Like the warriors kind of been telling us who they are. Uh, get another a, a big comfortable win versus the Spurs at home tonight, but that doesn't fix any of their problem. Yeah, my two cents on this game, not only is it a good spot for the Nets coming off that loss against LA, but it's a good spot to fade the Kings, right? They're coming off three straight wins. They've shot 51, 51, and 52% in their last three games. You expect them to kind of regress back to the norm. And they've made 17, 12, and 16 threes in their last three games. So you expect a little regression there as well. Um, so I, I like the spot here for the Nets. I'm most likely going to tell you guys good spot. Let's, let's talk about the spot. Let's talk about Jazz Knicks. So Jazz are in that first game back from an East Coast road trip after the loss of the Sixers on Sunday. And this is a three and four. Uh, facing the New York Knicks, they're coming off of a rest spot. So the Knicks, the Knicks are the more healthy team. I see Jay shaking his head. The the number to me says like, yeah, I should be all over the jazz. I'm not going to bet it because of that spot, but 
but like the jazz have been quantifiably better than the Knicks this season. Is the spot more important than the team differential here, Jay? Man, it's tough for me to back the Jazz here. You mentioned it earlier. Um, it's a horrible spot from third and four, and they're coming from the East Coast back home to basically the West Coast here. Uh, it's, it's a horrible spot for them. Obviously, the way that they've been playing, you look at the two teams, and you say hey, the Knicks haven't been playing any defense. I'm sorry, I can't bet this game because I want to take Jazz, but they're in a horrible spot. I can't bet the Knicks, Knicks here, though, just because they've been playing so lackluster. I mean, they can do it offensively. The defense, what I'm seeing, um, it's just – I'm not sure what's going on with Tibbs over there because he's a defensive coach. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with the Knicks. They they may be pretty close to getting Tibbs out of there if things don't um, change pretty soon, especially with them bringing Brunson over there, right? They're supposed to take take uh, the next level. They look like the same old Knicks to me, so I'm staying far away from this team right now. The Jazz do match up well against them, but it's just not the not a great spot for the Jazz. All right, finally, I've got the Mavericks minus seven tomorrow night. I, I this is a number play. Uh, I've got this twelve point four based off of regular season numbers, which makes a lot of sense because the Clippers have been terrible and the numbers haven't really caught up to them yet in terms of how they've recently played. Uh, even on manually adjusted power rating, I've got this Mavs minus six. That's before the Kawhi. Kawhi's clearly worth two to two and a half to three points to the spread. That gets me under the number. Uh, Mavericks are on two days rest. Clippers are on uh, a three and four back-to-back here. Like, it's a mostly honestly I'm grabbing this number because I just feel like this is a spot where the Mavs smash them the Clippers rest a bunch of dudes and this number is gonna I feel like I'm gonna get great CLV on this AC is there any reason you can think of why I why I shouldn't be back in the Mavs here no I think this is a good spot um Jay knows this living in Dallas this is a pretty big rivalry and there's a there's an individual rivalry if you want to look at some props here Luca loves to play against Terrence Mann like he loves that matchup so much so look into maybe points maybe rebounds there because he likes to just bully him down low so Luca does that the only thing with Dallas is it's they just it's hard for them to cover the second half late second half uh, especially when they're favored by more than five to six points but I think seven points is a little safe I think you're right the Clippers offense has been terrible all season long and they're playing against a pretty solid uh, elite defense in the Dallas Mavericks. It's also a great bounce back spot for Luca individually coming off that East coast road trip where he didn't play very well. So he's back home, friendly confines. I hope they get the win. I'll be there on Friday night cheering on Luca. So let's go Mavericks. Jay, you got any thoughts on your now former hometown team? Yeah. I still love the Mavericks, though. But, um, yeah, I, you don't bet against home favorites with the rest advantage, especially with two days rest advantage. Um, I can't I, – I wouldn't be betting against the Mavs in this. So it's not a game that I bet. Clippers have shown to play a little bit better of late. Um, but, I, yeah, I, you don't bet against the home favorites with the rest advantage. That's one thing I've definitely learned over the years. I take a couple spots and lose them. Like, what's going on? Yeah, they had a lot more rest to this, so they could exert a lot more energy to the game. Clippers could really run out of gas in this one. All right, it's going to wrap it up for our best bets for Tuesday. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to follow along on the Action Network app. Best way for you to track your picks, get up to the second information where the bets and money are coming in on. Make sure to leave us a five-star review or give us that subscribe and follow on Spotify. You can also check out the podcast on YouTube or in the Action Network app. We've got all the podcasts in there as well as Green Dot Daily. You can follow Albert on Twitter at Analytics Capper and check out his picks in the app as well as Jay Money. He's on Twitter at Jay Money is Money. I'm HP Basketball on Twitter. Thanks for joining us. Our thanks to David for producing this episode. We'll see you guys again next time with another edition. Let's get buckets. <laughs>